Hello and welcome to I Hate Music. Today I have Hunter and Gail from Canvas Solaris and a few other projects that we're going to be talking about. How are you guys doing? Hey Jason. Good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Hunter? Doing well. Nice. Nice. Good to, good to see you gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. So um, I have a little surprise for you guys just to cut the tension. The tension here is like kind of ridiculous. Like I feel like we're all just super on edge. Uh, Hunter, you look like you're about to cry. So, I, I, I very often look like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, as a little exercise to you know cut the tension, I'm going to share a link with you, and I want you to listen to the song and see if you guys can place it. Okay. Mm. Are you up for I, this? I feel like this is just going to make the tension heavier. Uh, possibly. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to share it right now. All right. In the in the chat window here. In the chat, okay. okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Right. So, uh, first person that can name the band gets mm. uh, my enduring love. Oof. Oof. I know, not much of a prize, but still. I've been trying to get that for my parents for a while, so <laughs> set up for disappointment. <laughs> Perfect. All right, do you guys get it? Yep. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I know Hunter knows it. I don't know if he can place it, but I know he knows it. Well, I think he does. It's not Algeon, is it? No, but great guess and what a great band. Mm. Hold a minute. Sinist? Yes. Good job, Jesus. Hunter. Cool. All right, cool. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. And now I have your enduring love. Yes, you do. All right. Yep. Yep. And my right. everlasting hatred, Hunter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I've, I've, had, I've had that for as long as you've had your, uh, yeah, your parents. That's what a relationship base is based on. <laughs> I, that's what our relationship's been based on for many years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, good job, Hunter. That was amazing. Uh, so, what, which, what's the record? Is it Frozen? It is. No. All right. Sorry. No. No. Oh, uh, okay. No. Uh, um, uh, album before Frozen. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, it's not the album well, with the burp on it. No. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I hate that. Um, heck, I'm it. Ninety-seven. Yep. Mm. Is it ninety-seven? Yeah, that's ninety-seven. You're so good at the well. Uh, I mean, Metal Archive says 96. That's bullshit. It's not 96. Ooh. It says Ooh. November November 11th, 96. Uh, well, I, I judge things by American release dates. Okay. <laughs> so what? that was, yeah, that was the Finnish release date. Yeah. What's, a, what's the catalog? That's a very pro-Trump statement right there. <laughs> American release dates only. <laughs> Hunter, what's what's the catalog ID for this one? Uh, man, um, can I give you the barcode? Uh, sure, if you have it. <laughs> All right, whatever. I've done yeah. my work. Yeah, it's 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 down. Sentence is down. Damn it. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, Hunter, you uh, you saved the day. That was amazing. Thank you so much for that. Uh, let, let me just say, I'm, I will never I win these battles against Hunter. I mean, he's just an encyclopedia. Yeah. Of, yeah. of metal over I don't, here. I don't have a lot of talent. <laughs> that, but. That is one one area where you have a lot of talent. 
Hey, uh, Gail, can you put your microphone like, a little bit further away from you? Okay, all right. Just, I think where I'm it was like before is actually thing. great. Okay, yeah, I was going to wait for him. Gail, Gail where, where are the chips? <laughs> yeah. so, so, Jason, Yeah. Uh, um, let's, let's just share this with you. Um, so, uh, we are in a band with a really amazing guy named Chris Rushing. Okay. Who he's one of the most absurd human beings that you will ever meet. I love absurd. Um, you would you I know after I've gotten to know you how much you would love Chris. Yeah. So Chris has this theory that um, he can intimidate someone on a phone by eating potato chips and not saying anything. <laughs> like someone okay. says something to him and like it just eats chips. Mm-hmm. And that raises the bar. Yeah, that raises the bar. I would tend to agree with that. I can see <laughs> that as being a really good technique. It works. I, I, it's, it's a little intimidating. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm stressing out just talking about it right now. Envisioning yeah. and eating chips. Are we going to have to do another contest again if we're so stressed out? Like relieve the tension? No, no. Let's just talk about <laughs> this, these other things. All right. Uh, yeah, let's talk about things that you guys actually care about rather than... <laughs> <laughs> An old well, I mean, sentence I, I, record. I, I, I care about sentence. Do you like that record? I do. Yeah, I love I like that record. Both of, I, I like both of those records quite a bit, actually. I, I think they got very boring after that. I agree. Um, okay, so on an Agalock tour bus, we had this thing that we would call our radical statement. And it would be <laughs> a, a radical statement. But most of the time, it actually wasn't that radical. And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> duh. But so my actually, sorry, not radical statement, radical claim. My radical claim is that down is way better than a mock. Ooh, ooh, that is radical. Really? That's actually pretty radical. You should do some research on that one. Oh, I should. Oh, oh, be here all night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love that record so much. And I revisited it a couple days ago, and I was like, I think Hunter likes this one. I do. No, I love that record. I really yeah. do. Um, what do you think about North from Here? Like, oh, it is one of the only yes. albums that I know of that is like consciously influenced by atheists. Well, I mean, apparently clandestine is too, but I don't hear it. I don't hear that at all. I mean, Entombed claims that atheist was like one of their biggest inspirations for I don't hear that at all. I don't, no. I don't hear it even a little bit. But yeah, I mean, North from Here being influenced by atheist, it makes sense. Yeah, um, that record is a beast. There's nothing like North from no, here. There's no, nothing like it. There's it nothing is like it. Front to back, just amazing. I mean, it, it is so techy, but so dark. Yep. Um, yeah, I love that record to death. Uh, that's by far my favorite sentence record. Yeah, it's my favorite too. And I, you know, I, I don't really like Amok that much, to be honest. Like, I should. Oh I should... man, I do. I love Amok. Really? Okay. Man, I should yeah, revisit you, it. Man, yeah, you, you, me, and you and Maycock need to get together. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that's him like, in person. That's like that's really like one of his favorite album. You know, after know. Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a Motorhead fan either, so it might be, <laughs> <laughs> it might be hard. And I don't oh, really like oh, Iron boy. Maiden either, so. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. God! What is uh, I know, no, Don, right? Don? You and Don. Oh yeah, we we basically hate each other because of it. <laughs> <laughs> when when I first moved out to Portland to join Sculptured, ninety um, seven, I guess it was. Uh, I was living with him in his parents' house, and they had an extra bedroom, and they invited me out. I'd never met Don 
ever in my life, move out sight unseen. Um, he was still in high school. He was 17, I think. Wow. Uh, move out there and join Sculptured. And being the very generous and conscientious person that Don was, he hung up in this guest bedroom, nothing but maiden posters everywhere. <laughs> and I, I'd only known him, you know, for a couple months at this point. And so he's like, man, what do you think of the posters? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Just, you know, not really a Maiden fan. He was like, what the fuck? He's like, I thought you liked heavy metal music. I'm like, no, I like death metal music. I don't like heavy metal music. <laughs> and Don was crestfallen and he has been ever since. So, yeah, it's the biggest oh, well. rift between us. Hmm. Yeah. What's our, what's our rift? Get? Oh, uh, Blind Guardian. I, Blind Guardian. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. Blind Guardian. Yeah, so does Gale. All right, so oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, power metal is not, it's just not my thing. Well, it's not in general for me either. Yeah. There, there, there's like a, like, I, I think I've counted, I think it's like six power metal bands that I love. Mm-hmm. And I love them. And that's it. What about Hammerfall? Oh, God. Worthless. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know what? You keep that in this podcast. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going yeah, to. Uh, Oscar Dronyak. You son of a bitch! What what about what's what's that really awful one? Um, Dragon Sabaton? Oh, no, Dra- Dragon Force. Dragon Force. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. terrible, man. It's terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Why'd you? Oh, um, yeah. and 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 those, one of those guys was in Demoniac. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you know that? I don't. That's what I, I, want. Yeah, I don't that's, know, that's, man. That's why I cannot win these icebreaker uh, competitions. <laughs> Hunter has knowledge of stuff that I love, that I should know, and, and he can just pull out of nowhere. I I've got no chance. Yeah, just knowledge on the worst music known to man. <laughs> well, you know, last time I had him on a podcast, he was unfamiliar entirely with Guar, and I think that's uh, like was... that's a, that's a sin. I mean. Yeah. The first three and a half records are brilliant. Well, you know, the first, uh, all the, all of the nineties blind guardian records are brilliant. Too, all right. So, you know, whatever. Well, yeah. T- to be perfectly honest, I, I don't think I've ever even heard blind guardian. Um, Look, I, 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 I get just, it. I get it. I, I even told get, didn't I tell you this on the phone not long ago that I would yeah, never hold your it against any, yeah, I would <laughs> never, I would never hold that against anyone, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but my, my love is deep. Well, okay. Well, just for you, maybe I'll check it out. Uh, I, I'd, I'd really rather you not. Okay. Cause you it's just it. going to be something else we have to talk about. That's true. And, and like in not a comfortable way. Right. So yeah. Let's we'll just have to have a reckoning that. one day about it. Yeah. Let's just not do it. <laughs> okay. I'm let's pretty sure there's that. a blind, blind guardian song called the reckoning. Of course there is. There there's, has probably, to there's probably <laughs> called, one called the sword too. Re- re- reckoning, reckoning of the, uh, I don't, I, what's uh, a something about from? flames and swords? Uh-huh. I, I, I think I think we get we get it, Hunter. Move on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a song called Dragon Con. Wow. There's one called. Oh, no, deal. The hostility here is. I know, man. Yeah, man. You, I, you, you I don't talk have about the, You this talk about the tension. You know. <laughs> yeah, we need another t- lightning round. The tension's round only escalating. Guess the song. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do okay. this. All right. We are doing it. This is it. This is. This, <laughs> Yeah, we're done. All that right. was it. Hit record now. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. 
No, um, actually, let's get into music that you guys create instead of music that you hate or love. That's right. Um, so let's talk about Canvas Solaris first. Okay. Uh, this is a project that I didn't even know about until recently. Um, I discovered it through Radical Research, uh, the podcast that you co-host, Hunter. Um, one of my very, very favorite podcasts, for sure. Thank you, sir. Um, and you guys would mention it here and there and whatever. And, and I, just, I just had no idea what it was. And I'm kind of a grumpy old man, especially when it comes to music. I'm Me also too. an elitist when it comes to music. Um, I'm too. super judgmental. I'm very hostile towards other musicians. Uh, <laughs> I lay up you know, in bed awake at night, just hating other musicians all the time. So I figured there's no way I'm gonna like Canvas Solaris, but of course I listened to it. Love it. Amazing. <laughs> um, but I was also surprised to hear that you guys have been around for quite some time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really on balance, a very long, I, I like what, 20, what, 22 22? years now? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Nathan and I got together July 1999, and we were okay. a death metal band for a few years. And um, so we, we recorded some demos. I think it's like nine songs. And that. So that's. I don't know if you know this. You may know this, but that's how I met Jeff. Um, no, Nathan, I don't know that. Na- so all right. So Nathan and. and do you remember when Jeff left Maniacs and he provided yep. his email address? Yes. It, like, yeah, okay. So I reached out to Jeff. Nathan is a bit more bit more of a capitalist than I am. And <laughs> okay. Nathan decided to use that as an opportunity to promote Campus Solaris to Jeff. Mm-hmm. And Jeff said, look, you can send me your demo. All I promise you is perfect honesty. That's great. And so, yeah, it, it, it was. And I was really, really scared because, like, Jeff was like a god to me. Yeah. You know, was, Jeff was well, like... Well, he is a god. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jeff was like mountaintop. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, man, we really want to do this. And so anyway, he sent it to Jeff and Jeff really, really liked it. And he, he wrote us back a great email. And so we did another demo. We did this song called The Flesh Sequence, which is, as far as I'm concerned, now, Gail, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, Love it. For, for me, The Flesh Sequence is the sort of the genetic link between like the death metal days and what we became. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Jeff just like, he just loved it. And he actually shopped our demo to, man, it must have been like 20 labels or something. Oh, wow. And they were all like, we really like this. We can't sell this. Yeah. You know, these were the days of like Hate Eternal and Centurion and Chrysian and right. all like the, you know, the Blast Attack, low tune, you know, death metal. Mm-hmm. And we just did not make sense in that context. Right. And so we were actually thinking about going instrumental anyway. And when none of that panned out, we just said, okay, well, what do we have to lose? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how that all came to be. Yeah. That's great. 
And then didn't you guys have a hiatus there for a while too? Yeah. Um, so in, I guess we sort of vaguely broke up in 2010. Okay. <laughs> I, it was, it was, it was like one of those weird relationships where no one says anything. Right. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, I'm just not interested in you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, comes out. But, yeah, no. Um, you know, life intervened, and like mm-hmm. at the time, Nathan was really into playing live shows, and we were starting to. And my life was a little different back then, and I wasn't so into doing that. And it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, and we so Donnie, who was our keyboardist at the time, um. What, took a job out in California and we had this party um, at the old rehearsal space and we were just like all standing around a uh, fire pit and I, I think it was Chris actually Gail if I remember correctly that said so are we going to do another record yeah I think it was Chris <laughs> I think it was I think it was Chris and everyone was kind of like oh well maybe we should and we actually established some rules that night. We were all just completely pissed drunk, mm-hmm. but somehow the next morning we remembered some of these rules <laughs> and it was like, you know, toxic death row, uh, later hex, um, Mekong Delta. It was like, okay, it's going to be a tech thrash album. Yeah. It's like going to be the album that we wanted cortical tectonics to be that it didn't turn out to be. And so anyway, like it took a very long time and we don't have enough time here to tell you all the reasons why it took that long, right. <laughs> but, but, but it did. Yeah. Um, we, I, so we recorded the drums in April of 2017. And I think we actually mixed the album in, gosh, was it August of 2019, Gil? Yeah. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it took a solid two years to record everything. And the all the other records before that, we had recorded essentially at Jamie King's studio. You know, you, you load in, do the record, you're out. With this, mm-hmm. like, Chris has a Pro Tools set up. Gail's got a set up. Nathan was set up to do all the electronic stuff. Um, we enlisted the help of one of our friends, Justin Pravat, to do the the acoustic stuff. So it was done in a far more piecemeal fashion than what we've done before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably a healthier fashion. I mean, for my end, Pro- I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of love piecemeal, and I think we deal in a very long, nonlinear fashion. And- yeah. And kind of the standards we set for ourselves on that one, um, there is no way I could have pulled this off in the studio with, I don't deal well under pressure and having Jamie <laughs> King look at me yeah. while I try to track, uh, you know, track my ditties would not have been fun. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I, I agree. I think it really benefited from doing it the way we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. And it was just released a few months ago. Is that right? Yeah. So, golly, I kind of lose yeah, track Saturday. of time. I think it was like yeah. May, right? Yeah. May. Yeah. Yeah, I think May, so. June, something like that. 
Yeah, and, and uh, the album is called Chromosphere. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. When uh, when that first came out, I listened to it a few times on Spotify. Um, what label is it on? It's on uh, Dive Bomb. That's right. So, okay. so what's kind of cool about that too is that our first two releases were on Tribunal, mm-hmm. um, the label run by Matt Brzezinski. Um, and Matt started Dive Bomb as a reissue label and started reissuing all these bands that, like, that we love um, and kind of came to pass. And I got back in touch with Matt and Matt was interested in it. And it was kind of a full circle deal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and he's Matt's a great guy, and yeah, it's yeah. So Matt and I actually ran into each other at at the Anacrusis reunion show in St. Louis. Oh yeah, uh huh. And he had discovered Epitaph from Florida as a result of the podcast, right? And had decided to re-release their demos. And so we just started talking there and he's like, Hey man, you know, if you guys need a label, you know, let's talk. And that's, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Are you guys working on anything else or? We've got an EP of music, a new, a new canvas EP, three songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much done. We haven't rehearsed it yet, but yeah, all, all the stuff's written. Um, but I mean, Gail and I are kind of focused on Plague Psalm right now and finishing the Gorging Shade record. And yeah, yeah. Kind of do that before we get back to work on Canvas. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are kind of setting like a, a little bit of a new theme on this one. So, I mean, I, I think we pushed the other one about as far as we want to take it. Because I'm damn sure yeah. not recording another one like that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's kind of interesting because for my end, I, I get mostly finished songs from Hunter and Nate. And then, you know, I, I, I try to add something there, uh, a little bit unique, but it's always, it's always fun. And just to, just to hear which direction we're going, I I kind of find out what my next few months are going to be like. Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about this. I mean, like, would you guys consider canvas to be like tech death? Or like, is there like, I mean, if you had to like pigeonhole yourself in that way, because the, the thing that, that interests me is like, I, I mean, there are there are moments that remind me of, you know, like the whole Florida jazz death scene. That's There's, dude, that's that's the root of all of it. Right. I mean, it's, at, at, at the end of the day that I mean, there's a lot of other things. Uh, right. like a ton of other things i can I mean, go I, on and on but like yeah. Yeah, i hear watchtower is... i hear coroner at times i hear you know all these different things but it, it definitely seems rooted in like in the florida jazz death scene but it, i find it so unique and interesting that it's because it's instrumental and i and i hate oh. to be like it's almost like when somebody's like oh like they have like a female vocalist it, it feels like this weird like tag that people put on something that really shouldn't be like the overall focus you know i don't even understand when people say like oh oh they play instrumental metal like it's a sound it's like you play metal without vocals right like, what does yeah. that even mean yeah like it's not it's not a style <laughs> you know no it's not a style it's yeah. uh it's it, it's kind of weird i mean is it i've always struggled with those with those descriptors and I, i'm just curious like do you guys feel like that's ever been um cumbersome or like has distracted from 
your music as far as like like maybe gaining popularity or more people listening to it or... i mean you know early on when we actually made that decision there were very few people doing it yeah i mean it's it's a, kind of an industry now mm-hmm. um but but back then i mean it was basically us behold the octopus yeah i mean dysrhythmia is instrumental but they're not really metal right um and there were like just a few others like yeah, I mean, people really didn't know what to make of it back then. Yeah, I feel um, like it's a little bit more accepted now because of the popularity of post rock and how yeah, bands, yeah, totally, totally, like like Godspeed and Explosions in the Sky, and yep. you know, all these bands are so huge and so popular, and they're metal adjacent. But, and then uh, uh, you know, there, are, you know, a lot of the other bands like Animals as Leaders mm-hmm. and uh, Scale the Summit. And I, I don't think we have anything at all to do with what those bands do. No, I don't think so either. I, I mean, and, and and frankly, I mean, their music really doesn't interest me. Same. Um, yeah, but they, you know, it, but I, I guess to your point, those bands kind of bridged um, that gap between metal and post-rock. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Like it was like using kind of post rock atmospherics mm-hmm. and heavier guitars or something. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that I think they made it um, more acceptable for people in like the quote unquote metal scene to listen to instrumental music. Right. right. I think it just it has this weird stigma to it. It does. Um, and I'm not sure even really. I don't really understand why maybe cause you can't sing along with it or there's not like a focal person to like focus on. There's no Fenris. There's no, you know, Euronymous. Yeah. It's like, I, I remember though, in those really early days, like reading reviews and people said, well, how can you be a metal band without vocals? Right. Like this, this doesn't make sense. And it was like, well, you know, but you, you think about like a band like summoning, there were right. like seven or eight minutes of music yeah. with, with no vocals. Yeah. And yeah. it was like incredibly illustrative and expressive. Mm-hmm. And it's and yeah. like, it's kind of how I always looked at it. Like, why, why do you need them? Well, after, uh, not to make this about me, but after, uh, after <laughs> we recorded The Mantle, that was one of our biggest concerns is like, there's not enough vocals on this record. But that's exactly, <laughs> you know, but, I mean, like... there are like huge stretches of music on that album with no yeah. vocals. Right. And, but that yeah. was our concern. We're like, oh, people are going to hate this record. There's not enough vocals. There's nothing for people to like, I think it's, I think it, I think people struggle with it because it's, it's a human element, right? Like it's an anchor. It's, yeah. It's an anchor and it, and it, and it's, it's, and it's a human element. It's something for like a, that a human can grasp onto. Like that is coming out of another human. That's true. Um, you it's know, very and true. so I yeah. think it's, I think it's, it's very true. I, I find it, it's a fascinating subject to me. Um, but I also find it funny because like with electronic music, maybe because it is so separate from a human in people's minds, like inst- instrumental electronic a, music, they don't even, people don't even give a second thought to, you know? That's a really good point. So. Yeah. And Ga- I, I, Gail and so I are me, both, uh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that to me, like, I, I just think instrumental music is so much more expositional, right? I mean, yeah. you, you're hearing four dudes. Yep. And just, just bare bones i mean there, there's not much going on 
you know, on top of our music, it's, it's busy, but you know, yeah. if, if Hunter messes up, you know, everybody hears it. There's, there's, there's just less layers to me that, and maybe that's to your point, you know, we all come from musical backgrounds. So it feels a lot more personal in that sense, but yeah, you know, from a, a, a layman person looking in and you know, their, their knowledge base is, is the, you know, the vocal piece. So I don't right. I, to, to me, I've always been like, whenever the vocals drop out, I just always get drawn to it. I'm like, wow, that's that they're bearing it all right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I feel like, um, so much music is about being vulnerable or at least to me, a lot of good music is about being vulnerable. And I feel like the act of singing is vulnerable in and of itself. So when the singer disappears, it allows the musicians to be more vulnerable. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So, well, cool. It's like uh, com- comedy. To me, yeah. to me oh, man. Like that, yeah. that is the ballsiest thing oh, my God. that I, anyone I, could ever do. Yeah. I, I keep joking with the family that stand up is the next is my next avenue. Like that's when they go, <laughs> that's what I do next. <laughs> my next solo record is just gonna be a stand up record. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, that is like, that is as bare naked as it gets, really. We went and saw Mark Marin last week, um, and he's, he's one of my, my heroes. And uh, he's just, he just, he just, he's not even a comedian, really. He just goes up and just talks, you know, just talks about his life and talks about and his, his pain. He and Norm were friends, weren't they? Uh, I don't, I, I would assume so, but I'm not positive. I think they were. Yeah. I think yeah. they had some kind of relationship. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, just, you know, seeing him go up on the stage by himself, it's just him and a microphone for two hours. And he's talking about like how his girlfriend died. And, you know, it's like these like heavy shit. And it's just, he's burying his soul in front of, you know, 800 strangers. It's just amazing to me. Yes. I, 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 don't, hide, I, don't, I don't have the guts to do that. No, I hide behind walls of distortion, you know, with like... <laughs> Whenever I perform, it's like either walls of noise or walls of metal, basically. Yeah. So walls of metal, walls of metal. Yeah. New That's album a, title for you guys. There's yes. a, yeah, that Chelsea Wolf song house of metal. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I like Chelsea Wolf quite a bit. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Big, big thing for me. I was really skeptical at first, but then I listened, unlike blind guardian, I actually took the time to listen <laughs> And uh, yeah, I really like really like her records. I, I can guarantee you that Chelsea Wolf does not like Blind Guardian. <laughs> I can guarantee another... you that's the that's the longest both of those have been brought up in a in context. <laughs> yes, I say next episode we do an episode about uh, Chelsea Wolf relationship with Blind Guardian. I okay, think. yeah, right, let's do yeah. a thesis cool. game. All right. Speaking of Blind Guardian, let's uh, let's listen to a Canvas Solaris song because you guys oh. sound so much like Blind Guardian. That hurts. Uh, what what song do you, so, would you like to listen to? I would like to listen to Hidden Sector, and 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 let me tell you this before we listen to Hidden Sector. So yeah. we had a, kind of a harebrained idea to do a covers EP. Yeah, and okay. Cr- Chris wanted to do an instrumental Blind Guardian cover. No, he did not. He did. Really? Yep. Well, yeah, it's, that, it's that, full that, circle. The opening track circle. off of, uh, yeah. Um, what's, yeah, what's don't, the, I don't know. Any, any, whatever. <laughs> it, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, that didn't happen. You you want to list some of the other tracks you had in mind? Maybe you can put those in juxtaposition. <laughs> what, with what so, like, what, Paramore, um, Rihanna. Paramore. 
Who would else? Rihanna. That'd be cool. Dude, he has a he has. So Chris has a life size cutout of Beyonce in his studio. That's interesting. Chris is interesting. Yeah. At the very least. <laughs> the very Meanwhile, least. I what was your uh, what was your pick, Hunter? I, I know I had Carrie start stressing jo- no jobs. Yes, so um, mine was yes. A, yes. I, I am. I wanted yes. to do an electronic version of "I Am the Black Wizards." Oh, dude, that would be amazing. Electronic version. I yeah, could, yeah. That reminds me of like the Zytrus Samael stuff. Like, ah, oh, when he, dude, when dude, on the, rebellion. Yeah. Oh man, I just listened to Rebellion last oh week. It's God, so dude, fucking it's fucking, good. It's, it's fucking perfect. Well, is what when, it is. Or when it's he did perfect. He did the he did the electric versions of the entire Passage record. Like that was amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his his. You know when when Emperor did like the so, weird the weird so reimagine. Let, let, me, let, let me tell you like <laughs> let me tell you a a, a semi L story real okay. quick. Yeah. I hope that they won't mind this because this is secondhand, but this is also from Jeff. So. Um, Semiel stayed with Jeff when he lived in Virginia oh, on the okay. farm, and so uh, Moss, yeah. his favorite show of all time is Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> oh God! I, I'm, I'm not bullshitting. I'm not bullshitting. He Jeff said that Moss would just sit on the couch and watch Little House on the Prairie for like five, six hours at a time. I can't even. F- fathom that i know that is the kind of shit that i love man is that oh the grimmest God. thing you could do at this point i guess R- ruin that vision for me yeah no, i'm sorry yeah oh my god yeah. they are they're one of my absolute top tier like top Same. of the top elite i would say bands. ceremony of opposites is yes. probably like a top five album for me easy easy yes yeah. ceremony is yeah. Cer- um, it's it's a perfect album it, it, it is it's it's it still is so unique, so majestic, so terrifying. You know, you know it's, what? Like Nathan described it as, it is um, arrogant metal. It is, and I, I love, love that. It. I love and it. And he's yes. like, he said, it looks. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like someone sitting on a throne yeah. and just looking down at everybody. Yes, like you piece of shit. Yeah, you'll never do this. This, and it this, sounds like that. <laughs> the, there's something about Vorf's vocals. Oh, and the, dude. And the performance that is, it just sounds, to me, it just it just reeks of elitism in the best possible way. In the best possible way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the, and the fact, man, those live performances when Zytris was doing electronic and acoustic drums at the same yep. time. Oh, my fucking God. Dude. So he, good. Tell me there's a more, like, charismatic drummer. Oh my God! No, I mean, it's I mean, like, dude, he like literally like just windmill the whole time. Yeah, and he's jumping up and down, and oh my God, <laughs> fucking! Why, why are we talking about Samuel? I can't. Even I remember. don't know because oh, we don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about Kevin <laughs> <Canvas Alaris. laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> screw that, screw that shit. Yeah, uh, whatever. Well, let's listen uh, to Samuel G- G- Gail is from France, so he's the closest thing we've got to Switzerland. So that's way closer than me in Portland, Oregon. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, way closer than me, too. All right. Okay. I'm going to take a bathroom break. Yeah, do it. And well, actually, actually, why don't why don't you introduce the song? Okay. And then you take a bathroom break while we're listening to the song. Cool. Yeah. All right. So this is this is Hidden Sector, you said? This is Hidden Sector. Off of the the new album, Chromosphere. 
second track off of our newest album, okay. Chromosphere. Perfect. All right, go pee.
how to go, Hunter. I, you know, for a man my age, well enough. <laughs> good, good. Happy to hear it. <laughs> also a little depressed to hear it, but that's me. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Things are what they used to be. Okay. Yeah, they never are. Yeah. This, this podcast has turned again. <laughs> yes, it ha- it happens. Yeah. All right, cool. That was Hidden Sector. Uh, Gail, I want to back up for a second. You said a few words that are very important to me. You said carry stress in the jaw. <laughs> the the most beautiful words in the in the universe. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, it, and, and Hunter will attest to this. So, I mean, the only band tattoo I have is of Disco Volante. Uh, Trevor Dunn is. What do you have? What's the tattoo? Uh, well, I mean, this does nothing for a podcast, but the the, the cover basically. The, oh, uh, I I, I kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the eye, but um, that's yeah, that's, that's. I've always wanted to get that as well. I just never done it. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's an album I, I I cherished. I hated it the first time I heard it. I was a huge Faith No More fan. Yeah, hated it, and and pushed through it because all my friends were like, "This is the weirdest song ever," and it just one day it just clicked and that's just all i can listen to yeah and, you know just memorized it inside and out but uh yeah yeah hunter and i go back and forth on on you know california versus disco volante but <laughs> i mean we love them both yeah. yeah and for for different reasons but yeah totally yeah. i'm a disco guy for the most part oh yes of, of course i adore california and of course i adore the self-titled too sure um but yeah so you were considering possibly doing a cover of that yeah i you know and it'd be hard for me to do it justice or for you know Oof, i have i've attempted that intro baseline yeah, so many times word. it's so that and dead goon are like the two <laughs> baselines that are just yeah. i, I just intense. oh it's just too much i can't yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and just you know i i know trevor dunn's personality or at least you know i i hear it and i just my biggest fear would be disappointing him and then just yeah. raked over the coals publicly. You may very well. Um, yeah. Actually, I hear, I, I've, I met him once briefly and he was, he was nice, but I've, I have a good authority that he's a really cool dude. Um, he often shows up in New York city. I hear to underground metal shows and the like. So that's awesome. cool. Yeah. seems like he'd be a, he's a stand up guy. Um, yeah. But by, uh, by, by met him, you mean you shunned him when you, met Mike Patton yeah okay you know too much about my life yes <laughs> yes uh yeah you caught me I mean that's exactly yeah. what I did um yeah I guess the the story precedes me yeah. um I'm sure I talked about that on the podcast a few different times uh but yeah it, it is one of my favorite stories about meeting Patton and and Trevor and not realizing yeah. it was Trevor you, yeah um, you still got was, one on me you you visualized him he was in your field of vision so yeah yeah i mean i i used to follow him around as much as possible i think i've i'm up over 20 patent performances in different bands at this point well um i mean i he's he's a priority of mine always Uh, yeah so i love that (laughs) he's a priority i I think that's the best way to state that yeah he 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 is a priority of mine um what um, so thoughts on the Peeping Tom album? I fucking adore that record. I half adore it. Okay, Neighborhood Spaceman kind of bullshit, uh, but there are, there are tracks on there that to me. Oh, are, I, I totally agree. 
Totally like, agree. Mojo is one of the Mojo's best pop a- songs ever written. That's See, the, the problem, here's the problem, is that I think that under better circumstances, the uh, whole album could have been like Mojo. Yeah. And I agree. It's an amazing pop song. Yeah. Mojo is, I mean, I guess, I mean, if I'm being completely accurate, it's about half and half for me. It's just mojo. That's it. That's and, it's 50-50 for me. Yeah. And the totally. and the good ones, the good ones make yep. me forget about the other ones. Um I saw Peeping Tom live and it was amazing. I uh, have a real like hard on for Dan the Automator mm-hmm. at his best. Yep. I mean the Deltron album, mm-hmm. Dr. Octagon. Dr. Octagon. Yeah. I mean Lovage. Yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah. I mean, the love the Lovage record is not 50 50 it is a hundred percent yeah totally yeah totally 120 percent that was when i was skeptical of when i first heard about it i was like what is this like i don't know whatever and it it hooked me instantly it's it's so sexy and slimy and just like (laughs) ah makes me want to take my shirt off and like eat some butter or something you know i mean that's why i can't listen to that at work that's what that's (laughs) what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do when we hop off here Eat some uh, butter shirt, and take your shirt, shirt off. Just get shirtless and all buttered up. Oh yeah, that's oh man, that record. They, uh, they call they call me biscuit for a reason. <laughs> you gotta get buttered. You gotta get, yeah yeah. What's up? What's a biscuit without a little bit of butter? Yeah, biscuits gotta get buttered. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh um, Hunter, I know you're a big hemophiliac fan too, right? Oh, oh yeah, your yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hemophiliac. John Zorn, Nikwe Mori. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hemophiliac. Uh, Moonchild. Uh, yeah. weird, weird Little Boy. Weird Little Boy. There it is. Um, fuck. So many good ones. You know, the, the you most. Gil, don't you have like a signed copy of Moonchild? Uh, signed copy of Hemophiliac. Yeah. Okay. I, right. I used to have that and I, I sold it because I was dumb. I had kids and I ended up selling stuff to like pay for their food. And now I realize what a mistake I made. You know, you don't need all those kids. All I don't the time. need, I don't need both my kids. You know, I mean, no, I guess the kids are cool, I guess, but not quite as cool as like a signed hemophiliac CD. I think, I, you know, I, I had the original constellation mini CD too. And I sold that to feed my kids as well. And I don't even was, know that. Arcturus, Arcturus constellation. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh that's yeah. A right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they could have had ramen for a few days and been fine. But... I mean, really? Like, how about my angel? You have that? No, I never had that. Jeff no. has that. Oh, of course Son he of does. A bitch. He also has the no, original, look, original chaos and confusion artwork. Well, and let me tell you about this. Yeah, I know. Dustland talk about that too. Yeah. I, you know what? You know what I bought him for his fiftieth birthday? What's that? I bought him original presses of Dawn of Dreams and oh, Caves. Amazing. That was very yeah. generous of you. Well, that's a you know that's, that's what a friend does. Yeah. But Jeff, so when Jeff was at Relapse, he had the opportunity to buy like at like fire sale mm-hmm. test pressings of the dark throne peace trilogy oh, and he was like ah, i've got them on cd it's cool oh I'm like no. ah, nope yep not now oh uh, yeah oh my god cool. yeah cool then <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> no i can't i man i 
I don't really have anything like that in my collection anymore because I used to be 100% CDs. And then I pretty much got rid of all my CDs. I just strictly vinyl now. Um, but I had some pretty cool CDs, but I ended up getting rid of them. Like I said, to like, you know, feed my kids, but man, I had some cool stuff too. You know, like yeah. a lot of science I've still stuff. Got, I've, still stuff. Got, I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff over the years, but I've still got a very healthy CD collection. Yeah. I, I kind of wish I didn't, but I also had, I was top, I was getting around like 6,000 CDs and moving across the country. And I'm like, Oh geez, man, you know, that's, this is, no, that's, that's too much. Yeah. It's too much, but I think I'm down to like eighteen hundred. Okay, that's still healthy. That's still a healthy. Uh, but I've gotten rid of so much. I mean, it's yeah. just like what I have to have. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 I've just been trying to get that stuff on LP. Yeah. With some success, I just got Entombed Entombs Crawley P the other day. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's impressive. Holy Grail for me, for sure. In yep. all fairness, all of Hunter's eighteen hundred CDs are sublimation, right? <laughs> just, 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 just your own records. Just all, it's all yeah. my records. Yeah, I mean, there, there, Gail, there weren't that many made. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true for me too. I have like a stack of Karata records here, a stack of Snares records. Yeah, Man. that's what happens. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about Plague Psalm. Um, Gail, I, I, I want to talk to you about this in particular, um, because the, the bass tone on this is so fucking killer. It's, it's so, it's just so like in your face, but also like not totally blown out like Shane Embury style, but it's, yeah. it's, it's so, I mean, it's so centering in a way. And that was like one of the first things that really spoke to me about Plague Psalm. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. I, I know, you know, Hunter did a, a good bit of keys on that one too. Um, I, I, I've just been a ton into soundtrack stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, just that kind of guttural feel is really what, as opposed to just, you know, playing the notes or really stripping it down and, and getting back to basics. Just, you know, uh, I, I've been really just listening to like Bernard Herman, John mm -hmm. Carpenter, just kind of like those, those guys who just kind of hit that one note. And, 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 you know, it just kind of drives it. So there's yeah. not much movement there, but I, I, yeah. I wanted it to sit heavy. And, yeah, you know, it definitely luckily, does. Luckily, Hunter kind of set the tone for it and r really just sent it out there and said, hey, do whatever uh, on top of this. And I, I think we both had an understanding where, where we wanted it to go and kind of the tone we, tone we wanted to go with it. So I really just nerded out, you know, like crazy over a few weekends and put that on there. So, uh, yeah, I mean... When I, when I first met Gail, like I the the fir, literally the first time I met Gail, I felt this connection to him. It was like, you know, he, he's European, so he's not that sentimental. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but like I've always wanted to do something that just the two of us. Yeah, and we've been talking about it for a long time. And this finally just happened. And like, we were both like big, you know, Scott Walker fans, big Swans mm -hmm. fans. And yeah, it was like all this just happened. And I gave it to him. It's like, Hey man, just do whatever you want. And 
swir- it was like exactly what I had in mind. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I am I was floored by this. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. It's it's so it's so different. It's so unique. Um, and I told you this, Hunter, but immediately I was like, this reminds me of Inslaughter Natives and Shinjuku Thief. Dude, like to, that, that, that was actually, and I told you, like those were two of the influences that I walked into this with. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. and those are not names that are bandied about too often. So when when I heard this, I was like, they've either stumbled upon this without having any knowledge of those of those projects, or it was maybe like a, maybe a blueprint. I mean, it's it's it feels more organic than than either of those projects. Yeah, like I, I mean, back in the '90s, like I was a huge. Like and it was through relapse again, like through like cold meat industry, yeah. stall yeah. plot, yep. all that, like that other side of the catalog. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like yep. so exotic, and oh, yeah. so you know, like so seductive. Raison you know? d'etre. Like, it, it, t- t- oh God! All, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, penitent. But it was like there was a like Muslim gauze and trial Muslim of the gauze, bow yeah. thing too. Trial of the like, bow, the, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. percussion. It was like. Uh-huh. I want to do all this. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what it, when I, when I first heard it, I was like, this reminds me of like nineties era <clears throat> cold meat. But yeah. the thing that really struck me about it is I, I feel like so much of that, that nineties era cold meat stuff feels very synthetic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I think that's part of the, part of the appeal too. Like, sure. you know, like, like the early Mortise records and things like that. It is very, very synthetic. Um, but the thing I like about Plague Psalm is it has like a little bit of that synthetic feel too, but it has like this really round, rich, deep, warm, organic sound. There's too. definitely a human element to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're trying to hit a little bit of claustrophobia with it too. Yes. You know, not 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 totally. too many letters, uh, uh-huh. layers rather, but just you mm-hmm. know, kind of single instruments and then slow mm-hmm. layer build up, and, and and not not add too much. I mean, can- canvas is like the polar opposite, right? It's yeah. Uh huh. It's it's everything coming at you at once. We really want to strip it down on this. Yeah, one. I mean, it, it really f- you can kind of feel it in a way. It feels like an exercise in restraint at times. Yeah. Where, um, like, I know you guys could do more, but what you're doing is you're doing it in service to the song. You're not just being like, hey, let's like put some shit on here and let's do this shit over here because we can. It's like it's very very, uh, it's very tempered. It's very intentional, uh, and that's that's really Dude. hard to do very emotional too yeah yeah like it you know i i wanted this to feel like 2020 mm-hmm. um, well it it does i mean like gail said it's, it's claustrophobic um you know like we we all went through a lot last yeah. year mm-hmm. you know yeah. collectively individually like I wanted it to feel like that. Yeah. Was and that was that the catalyst for for creating the project? It, it, it was for me. Like so, when I um, when I got sober, mm-hmm. um, I I was like, you know what? I want to create this travelogue through all the hell that I went through. Yeah. Through the divorce, through mm-hmm. the drunkenness. Mm-hmm. all this pain, all this suffering. I want to find something redemptive in that. Yeah. Because if, if not, then what? Then what? 
Right. Yeah, exa- you know, exactly. it's like yeah. I want to find something to, you know, to value out of all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and plague psalms, you know, that's that's the result of this. Well, it's I mean, like I said, it 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 totally floored me. It's it's amazing. Um I I am You're going to you're going to make me cry, Jason. Well, <laughs> but I mean it's true. It's it's one of those things like like I said earlier about metal. I'm an elitist. I'm an asshole. I hate musicians. Um when somebody says to me like, "Hey, check this out. It's dark ambient or it's it's noise or it's power electronics. I'm just like, Oh my God, yawn. Like another one. Like, okay. Like I've been making metal and noise longer than most people. (laughs) And so I just, I just, my tolerance for it is very, very low. Right. Um, but I love you Hunter. So you, you said, check this out. And I was like, okay, like how am I going to be nice to Hunter? (laughs) And I mean, it really, it just blew me away. It's I've, I've listened to it countless times. Um, it's just, it's just so well made and well produced. It sounds pristine. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. It just, it took me off guard and it's something I've listened to over and over again because it, it puts me in a place that I want to not necessarily be in, but I want to like heal from, Yeah, that's a great, that that means, uh, yeah, that means a lot to us, man. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not me complimenting you. It's you did what you wanted to do. And that's, that's how it should be. Um, you, you, you nailed it. Um, so should we listen to a plague Psalm song? Let's do it. Yeah. uh, Which one are we going to listen to? Uh, in ritual thrall. Awesome. Uh, let's listen to it right now. Here it is. Thank you. 
Okay. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for sharing that with us. Do you have any plans for Plague Psalm going forward? Or Yeah. Yeah, we're like, so we've actually, yeah, we got a whole, I've already recorded all the percussion for the next one. Okay. And so, you yeah, know, we're, we're working on something. You're working on it. What? So what's, uh, so Don sent something from a pumpkin patch? Oh, he sent it to you too? Yeah. I thought it was to... John and I, I didn't even look. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he sent something. <laughs> uh, so Don Anderson just sent Hunter and we're, I. We're, we're old. We're on a group text here. <laughs> uh, yeah, he sent a picture of a pumpkin patch to us for some reason. Uh, why did he do that? I mean, I literally have a more impressive pumpkin patch like three miles down the road. I'm, I'm sure you do. I don't know where he is. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't know. Should, that's, should, that's should we take a selfie? Self <laughs> let, let's. let's, let's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him a selfie of myself and the computer screen. Here, I, I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, shit. I don't know how to work my phone. Well, it's not really going to show up, but. Yeah, I'll do something impressive. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Show your uh, your Disco Volante tattoo. Obviously, I struggled there. How about holding a knife? Is that black metal enough? That's pretty cool. That's pretty, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. All right, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Okay. You're going to do it too, Hunter? What, a knife? No, no. You're going to send him a photo? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I got mine. It's under two inches, Hunter. Don't worry. Legal. Mm. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. I, I teed that one up. Uh, oh, yeah. There's, let me see yours. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> that makes for good podcasting when someone texts two of the people they're on the podcast. <laughs> I just got a, a text from uh, a certain John Hom too. Let's see what he says. I'll tell you what, when I don't get a text of a pumpkin patch, it makes me feel like Plague Psalms. That's that's the that's the feeling yeah, there you that, go. That, oh, that, yeah. that generates it. Totally. Oh, uh, John, okay, Here, here's an a interesting little topic. John is texting me about how much obituary rules and how Cause of Death is one of the greatest death metal albums ever made. I mean, it is, but Valid. like... True or false? True. All right. <laughs> Slowly is better than cause of death. Ooh, well, yeah, it depends on which day you ask me, but uh, mm, no, know. no, it doesn't. No, slowly is no, better. No, slowly is better. Yeah. You prefer the lyrics more on slowly we rock? I was just you harder. I was just gonna make that joke. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, okay, so that that makes for really good podcasting when people, like, you talk about what people are texting you. That's pretty awesome. And you, you know what hmm. Mike Patton's favorite obituary is? Slowly. Is it? You're just no. making that up. How, no, how, I'm, not making that, I'm not making that up. How, how you, you, hold on I, one second. Uh-oh. Is Mike Patton in his room? Him. I, oh my god I, I, he's gonna bring mike patton in, in front of the camera 
I don't think I'm ready for modern day uh, Mike Patton. I can't do that that hair thing he's got. The going hair, on. yeah, yeah. And the hair's it's a bit much. How do you uh, how do you like that new bungle? Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, same. Just just because it's great. <laughs> um, it's it's not really bungle per se necessarily, yeah. but, but it, as long as good. so yeah. so so no. Mike Patton said <laughs> that death metal is uh-huh. the great American folk music. Yeah. Well, here's here's a, a tidbit that perhaps you did not know, uh, Mr. Ginn. Uh, so I think I love, tidbit. I love tidbits. I don't lo- know if you know that here, about me, but I love tidbits. I love tidbits too. Um, I think it's pretty well known that Phantomas was, was built as his answer to death metal. But did you know who the original drummer for Phantomas was Ooh. before Dave Lombardo? No. I didn't know this until this year, in fact. No, no, I don't know. The original drummer was Igor Cavalera. What? Yep. Okay. And what happened is uh, they started to demo stuff, started to play with stuff, and Igor just, he, he couldn't hang. He couldn't do it. He's like, I can't deal with these these starts and stops. I can't make sense of these songs. I don't, like, this is just so out of my wheelhouse. I, don't, I can't handle it. Wow. Yeah, I think it was a good move. I think it was a good move too. I think it was a good move. I love Igor Cavalera's one of my absolutely favorite drummers. Dude, Um, arise and beneath the remains. Arise, yeah. Arise arise is like also. So you may or may not know this about me, but arise was my that was my first metal record. Oh wow! Really, like real metal record. Yeah. That was it. That's that's I that mean, was the that was the day my life changed. Wow. Well, that's a solid record. Um, although I feel like side B is a little bit not quite as good as side A. I feel like it's pretty top heavy in that way. God, dude, that that intro. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know. It's just like it's so great. My. Another one of my radical claims that I would say on an Agaloc tour bus is that if the second half of Arise was as good as the first, Sepultura could have been as big as Metallica. Ooh. That's... I, I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hunter's radical claim. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Hunter's but, like, you know. no, Jason, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, I just, I think... <laughs> I think the uh, the composition, the writing, the performance on that record is Dude, so amazing. flawless. That it's amazing. Dead embryonic cells, the breakdown. I mean, that is like that is as good Dude, as any classic like thrash. Hearing know? that I mean, shit on, uh, yeah, on Headbangers Ball. Oh yeah, that video with the crosses oh, and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mind blowing. Revolutionary. Mind. Mind. Truly. Mind blowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, the what is it called the the live VHS they had? Uh, oh my god! Yeah, that was that, yeah. That, Gail, you talking about like some shit to get Nathan worked up, him <laughs> sweating? That VHS. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh I thought, yeah. I thought he was more of a roots guy, but no. Oh, <laughs> oh no no no. Oh, those man. are those are fighting I'm, words I'm, in my I'm house. Gonna send, I'm gonna send him a text. <laughs> 
Even I, though I Patton's on that record, he can't save it. I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm Fuck not root. into that record. Fuck Roots. Yeah, I think it's awful. Ugh. Fuck Chaos AD, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that care, I don't, Yeah, I don't like that no. either. No, no, it's bullshit. No. Yeah. Arise is just, it's yeah. totally next level. To- yep. it, it's still unmatched in so many ways. I agree. Um, it's, it's almost like the rain and blood of it the is. 90s. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. It is. Yep. Or the Storm of the Lights Bane. Any like hyperbolic statement I could make about it being just fantastic applies to Arise in so many ways. And like, I mean, even their look was so dialed in, you know? I mean, they were like these young Brazilian kids. They had really cool accents. Their hair was amazing. I mean, Igor's hair was like so cool. And their shirts, Max would wear a Neubotten shirt. Like how fucking cool is that? You know? I did, so fucking cool. And then the but, and all that stuff, like I got into like Killing Joke because of yeah. Sepultura. Well, I mean, it was the same thing with Faith No More. When I was listening to Faith No More bef- way before I was into death metal, it's like, what is this Godflesh shirt that this guy's wearing? Like, what yeah. is this Napalm no, Death man. shirt? What is this car? Like, I mean, Patton was wearing like Symphonies of Sickness shirts during the Real Thing tour. I so mean, cool. So yeah. Cool. I mean, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> I okay. want to know how you get a Neubauten shirt in Brazil, though. That's a, that's a different layer. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> true. <a> level. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Um, let's move on to let's move on to something really great. And let me be let let me spooge for a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, so, do it. Got Mr. Gail Perlow here. Yes who is a fucking amazing musician and songwriter and came up with this thing called Gorging Shade. Fantastic band name, by this, the way. This, yeah, this death, death black metal band mm-hmm. and wrote this amazing collection of songs that I'm honored to play on. Yeah, so, and by the way, title, that's that's Hunter. Hunter is the wordsmith. <laughs> I, I'm no way. He's a wordsmith. Yeah. Gorging Shade is uh, it's for me it's one of those perfect titles where it's it doesn't seem to necessarily mean anything on its surface but it's so evocative that it makes me immediately picture things in my head that probably have nothing to do with anything that you guys were thinking. Um well, that's good. pretty I, much that's pretty much how I live my life. Like everything I've done it's like it doesn't really mean anything. It just like evokes it, it gives you like gut reactions, you know. Same. Like, a gorging yeah. shade like it's just so it's unsettling too yeah gorge and, gorge is yeah. such a gross word gorge yeah. <laughs> you know and, and, and hunter had a, had a list of these but i think we all kind of felt the same about about that combination and, and where we were heading with a thing but yeah i i mean this is this is really just kind of my ode to you know some of my favorite french bands i've been coming out of late you know plebeian grandstand Despel omega and and you know, even some of the rock and opposition type stuff, like Univelzio and and Prezant mm-hmm. and all that stuff, just just that kind of feeling where there there's not necessarily a, a melody, uh, but it's 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 you know layers of sounds and, and yeah. I mean, as soon as I started cranking it out, like there was no doubt Hunter was going to play on it. I mean, with, you know, before I even sent it to him, but this is this has been one of those things we've been working on for freaking ever. Hopefully, it sees the light of day soon. You know. We, had a lot of ups and downs this stuff's older than my my son so uh, oh wow i've been been working on it for a while now but um yeah I, to be honest i was a little bit nervous about sending it to you and 
a little bit of the back and forth we had of, about sending a, a <laughs> yeah. partial song. Um, yeah, I mean, what you what you played me was basically um, an unfinished track at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, at this point, you know, we we we've got just drums, bass, and, and Chris on guitar, and you know, wait, waiting on Nate and, and vocals to to kind of round it out. But it, it it was another one of those things. So like, just really wanted to hit kind of the Scott Walker and Tom Waits notes on you know like you know Rain Dogs and and it just kind of like just that austere sound with not mm-hmm. much going on i didn't want like a bunch of orchestral obvious stuff right. i didn't want to knock off those bands i just listed uh, blatantly there but i also kind of wanted to nod at it so i mean hopefully I, I do it justice and and you know it comes across like just us trying to put something new out there and um yeah not not just a complete love fest for all those bands right yeah i mean i i I heard a little bit of Deathspell in there, but I also feel like I heard a little bit of uh, Vidwenzenda. Yes, um, mm-hmm. you know um, the. I think the the French connection is fairly apparent. Also, great, uh, great movie. I was gonna say no, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I it. Even just listening to drums, guitar, and bass, I think that um, I don't think you're necessarily like wearing those things on your sleeve by any by any means. But you can definitely like make those connections, just like I could make the connection within Slaughter Natives and you know Plague Psalm. Um, so are you are you working on a full length right now, or? Yeah, we're working on a full length. I mean, my my goal with all this is really you know. I, I, I know what Hunter puts out there and that's what I want. So I, I didn't want to lord over what he was going to put out there. Same thing with Nate. He's going to, I'm going to send him some stuff. He's going to shit all over it and write something much better. <laughs> yeah. Sa- same thing with Chris. He's going to have some, some great ideas. And actually he kind of blew me away with what he put together. Cause it's so far out his wheelhouse. I just wanted to be surprised. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a short full length. I, I, I didn't want to overstay my welcome on mm-hmm. this one, but, um, yeah, just, kind of short and sweet and, and and really just want to get some of the, the the tones and the visions that you know we we kind of want to put out there on this one but mm-hmm. so I, I think the next thing that we want to do beyond this is a plague psalm gorging shade split yeah that would be really cool i think they're complementary in a strange yeah. way you know i do too yeah, yeah. I, I, that would make I mean, sense it, it would definitely be probably the most chipper thing we could put out there but uh yeah i i, I agree they kind of dovetail into each other I, I think it'd just be i don't i think hunter and i just and chris and nate are just in a real good spot musically where we had that hiatus and it's just it's just great to be putting stuff out together that are yeah offshoots of like the same four guys yeah, yeah. i yeah well i mean obviously i've been a part of something like that for a really long time but i, th- I feel like there's so many uh, positives to that when you have like a group of people um, each has like their own kind of like vehicle and everybody else helps out and it's like a collective of sorts um, that can be a really powerful thing and then you you, you create is. these bonds with people uh, I know a lot of people that have like they're in multiple bands but they're not necessarily in multiple bands with the same people um, I think that kind of like that kind of collaboration 
I don't want to say it's necessarily rare, but I think to like the degree that you're talking about or to the degree that like Don, John and I have had is, is somewhat rare. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I feel like we have that. Yeah. I, I feel like the four of us are really like just super connected and yeah. it's like, you know, just, we could kind of do whatever we want to with each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of ideal, you know, when you have like a, a small group of people like that, that you can rely on and that, you know, like kind of like what you're saying, Gail is like, I don't want to lord over them, but like, I know what this person can bring. So I'm going to let them do their thing. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's powerful. And not a lot of people have that. That's, yeah. that's really special. Yeah, I, I, we, we've definitely done the other thing where it was it was very specific. So we went down that route of one person had a view and they were going to plow it into into it. And it just it wasn't enjoyable. And, and what came out yeah. of there was something that was just it sounded OK. It was just not something we wanted to be, you know, wanted to remember. Right. Or, yeah. Know, put yeah. put on disc. So um, I yeah, just me, I, I, I want to be surprised. I, I don't want to hear what I tabbed out i don't i I don't want to hear that yeah i trust i I trust all three of those guys so that's that's what i wanted right well i mean that's like i said that's ideal i mean you want to be able to work with people that you can trust to do their own things you don't want to have to like tell hunter what to do you know yeah i can't (laughs) no (laughs) so i hunter on 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 this on gorging shade are you bringing um some of the percussion ideas like you have like with plague psalm too like yeah more than just like yeah, strictly yeah. A drum so, kit. yeah some yeah um so i would say that the drumming on plague psalm is more sort of idiomatically metal mm-hmm. uh, but definitely bringing some percussion ideas and you know like gail and i are both you can tell from his shirt um, big yeah. uh, Bowen fans, big yeah. you know dark jazz fans. So there, there's some of that too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's you know, it's I play blast beats. I play a lot of double bass on this album. You know, things that I'm kind of stepping away from now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's certainly flavored. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, it's definitely flavored. (laughs) (laughs) That's going on the album quote right there. Yep. That's the hype hype sticker. Definitely flavored. (laughs) Definitely flavored. Yeah. Gorging shade. Definitely flavored. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes of something. Cayenne metal. (laughs) Oh yeah. Cayenne metal. I love it. (laughs) Featuring biscuits and radishes. Ooh. Uh, Gail, Alcest. Ooh. Um, true, uh, true or oh, false? <laughs> oh, oh, Gail, your reaction. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah, Alcest, true or false? <laughs> they they are a band. I will acknowledge okay, it. Okay, true. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm what, not what running for office anytime soon. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, I mean, the, the whole. Uh, yeah, the the political issues. I guess I can't really touch on, but uh, I I think 
I, I, I love I love the early all set stuff. I, mm-hmm. I it might have worn its welcome a little bit for me after a while, Same. but um, yeah, I, I I really dug where it was, and it, you know, it always fascinates me what people consider black metal these days. But you know, that that's yeah. what I love about it is that a band like Olver can still be considered black metal. A band like Alcest, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Um, I think Ikai is a great record. Which one? Ikai. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, or, how's that, well, I, I, I how's that spelled? How do you E-C-A- pronounce it? Ikai. Yeah. Ikai. Am I close? Yeah, you're close. E c a i l l e s. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The second. The second one. I, I, yeah. They're one of those bands where every time I listen to them, I'm like, man, this is fantastic. But it's not something I really reach for. Um, aside what from about, uh, what about Pest Noir? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I absolutely adore Pest Noir. Okay. But I feel conflicted about that. Well, you should. Yeah. He's a pretty shitty person. He's a very shitty person. Um, yeah. But and not and not a hundred percent of the stuff. Uh, but there <laughs> there are some records that I. I love. Um, I can't tell you which ones because I can't pronounce them and I can't remember what they're called. Uh, <laughs> but um, I really like that band a lot. I know. It's uh, yeah, tough going. Yeah, I it is. I, I also really love some Nocturnal Mornum records too. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. Nick Christ. Uh, yeah. Nick Christ. Uh, Nick Christ is good. The, the Steel one, whatever it's called. Uh, fuck. I can't remember what it's called, but. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with it, but yeah, I really do like that band. But the first, the first two, three Alcest records are, are you know, pretty it's really kind of funny, like the line that I draw, and like, I can't figure out where I draw the line. Like, I can't listen to Grand Belial's Key. No, for anything. No, no. it's like I'm not. No, no I will I, never support you. That's over my line too. Exactly. Yeah, I know. It's like. My yeah. line's kind of arbitrary, though. It's, it feels like sometimes. Well, that's what that. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I feel so like, is mine. Like, like I, I feel like I can support some shitty people, yeah. but like you get to a point of shittiness that like I can no longer support you. Yeah, like um, Mayhem, I'll listen to them. Burzum, <laughs> listen to them. Oh, right. You know, Canvas Solaris, yeah. I'll listen to them. Oh, but yeah, yeah, man, band full <laughs> of shitty people. But fuck those guys. But like Grand Blyle's Key, yeah. I mean, I I can't go there. It's like uh, nah. There's, yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't really I can't really do Nocturnal Mortem anymore. Um, I mean, uh, absurd. Like I'm not gonna go there. No, I know. I, I, yeah, you, you just have to be comfortable with kind of a sordid path. I mean, I, I love Despel Omega to bits, yeah, but me too. M- Mika uh, Aspa yeah. is a, yeah, is, no, is, is not a good yeah, person. Yeah. No, yeah. no, and, terrible person. I, I mean, if you, you start reading the theories into that, there's like a whole other layer to their genius about about how they isolate Mika Aspo and the grand concept of Despel Omega. And it's, <laughs> I was about it, to say, I, yeah, I feel like he is, you know, kind of a, you know remote figure in that constellation yeah. he is but they they kind of use like that negative energy to fuel yeah. their music but yeah. they've isolated yeah. it and encapsulated it, yeah. so that's not sure yeah you know, i don't yeah. know yeah but 
Hey, you, you, you send me Berheria record covers, so I have to deal with that. Okay, fine. What? <laughs> well, it, you, I mean, that, why, are you, why are you bringing that up, <laughs> Neil? Well, th- that that does bring up another interesting um, discussion. Is you know, there's obviously like like people like uh, like Absurd or some or Granville's Key, where they're like awful people, but there's also people that are that like Bruharia or Blood Duster that are putting like actual dead people on album covers um it corrupted yeah uh what's uh piss grave like that's some of the worst shit i've ever seen um but the the thing i find interesting is i personally i find that completely different than symphonies of sickness yeah and i don't i mean symphonies is it's but it's not it's not different It, it's only different in the fact that it's a collage and it's not focusing on one yeah. deceased person, but it's still, it's, it's, and, and, well, you, you also have some context for symphonies. Like, you know, that there right. are peaceful people. Yes. You know, you know, like how they feel about things. Right. So at least I think yeah. I do. I think I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, I do too. So Jason, have you ever seen Alcest live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we okay. So uh, I can't remember the year. I'm really bad with dates. Um, Agalock played two shows in Romania. Two thousand eight, maybe. Um, and it was we did one that was just us. It it was in a small town in Romania that. It's, the name escapes me and it was just us and it was one of the weirdest shows we've ever played it was a sit-down venue maybe like 500 people really strange um but sold out amazing crowd first time in romania the next night was our first time we ever played in bucharest and it was us and alcest opened and it was their very first show ever oh, nice really yeah yeah because wow. John and Nige go way back. Like, they traded demos, you know, like, way back in the day. And so we've had this connection with them for quite some time. Um, and Nige, he... Well, he and John were friends, like I said. And Nige, I don't mean this to sound egotistical, but he took a lot of inspiration from a lot of the early Agalock material. Yeah, sure. Um, it's not egotistical. Yeah, specifically the mantle. A lot of the, like, yeah. the more, like, post-Rocky Swans influence things yeah. that we did they kind of morphed into doing like the all cess thing. Um, so it was a perfect opportunity for them to play their first show and us to headline. And it was, it was one of those nights, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, all cess were so nervous, but they, I mean, at that point in time, they were huge. They, they were like, Dude, a, it was uh winter halter. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a fucking beast. He's a great guy too, man. I mean, every time I see him, he's like we're we're hanging out and hugging and sharing beers together. Like he's he's the one I connected to the most in Alcest. Dude, um, he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Um and he's he's really good looking too. Like he's <laughs> he's a good looking man. Uh but Alcest was pretty well known at the time, you know. It's not like they were just like some unknown band. So it was it was a really special evening. It was maybe Maybe a thousand people, maybe a little bit more. Not really sure, um, but Alcest played, and they were they were so nervous. Um, Nige was asking John, like, how do you how do you sing clean, and how do you growl, and how do you do this, like, how do you go back and forth? 
And so they would design their sets where they would do all of the clean singing songs first and then all the growls toward the end. So he wouldn't blow his voice out. Really? Yeah. So they played their set. I don't remember how long it was, but it was just the two bands. So I think it was like an hour. And then we played one of the best shows we ever played. We played, you know, a standard like hour and a half set. It was usually about our normal at that point in time. And we did two encores because the people were just going nuts for us. Um, afterwards, like huge signing session. They had like, they brought us McDonald's because they thought that's what we would want. You know, they brought <laughs> us like these Happy Meals and stuff. Big Macs. Whatever. Um, I like a Big Mac. Yeah. And uh, bottles, of, <laughs> bottles of Jameson, they just like sat down in front of us. And they, they took people like from the audience one at a time with armed security to come to this table to like get autographs from us. It was, it was some weird Motley Crue style shit. <laughs> and, uh, you guys get blow jobs under the tables. No, we didn't, but we could have, uh, they, yeah. they actually, the, the promoter had, had prostitutes backstage for us that we could choose from big Macs and prostitutes. Why did you even come back? to the u.s First of all, well, how is that not an album title <laughs> some prostitutes yes. it's, pro- it's probably a turbo negro album cover it or could album be. Title. yeah could be or volbeat or something also a, i'm a big fan of volbeat no hell yeah no. volbeat like, no. Tur- you, turbo you, negro you love volbeat Jason, edit that in edit that in oh yeah I, I, I can tell you that i love shut the fuck up Gail. <laughs> oh that's great no um so yes uh we we played with them once we played with them a couple of a uh, couple different festivals um throughout europe um they came they've they've played in portland a few times i've seen them then hung out with them then so yeah i've seen them quite a few times have you seen that's them awesome. before uh yeah i i mean i just saw them once yeah. uh is it a terrible sound it was a concrete box in atlanta oh really Actually, that sucks deaf heaven opened up for him but yeah, I mean they they put on a good show considering, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was everything I wanted it to be. So yeah, well that's yeah. good. That's I, good. I, I I can't I can't rival Big Macs and prostitutes though. Well, nobody nope. can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really good guys. Um, every time I see them, they're you know nothing but love. So yeah, yeah, really really good people. Um, should we move on and maybe listen to some gorging shade? Yeah, sure. Let's... Yeah. So, uh, Gail, can you take it away and like kind of like fill us in on on this partial un, unfinished song? Yeah, yeah. Well, th- this is uh, probably one of the first ones we wrote, um, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So Chris is playing guitar two, which is, you know, kind of a harmony of guitar one. Guitar one is not yet recorded, and mirror, uh, mirroring guitar one is the bass. So I, I just thought it was like, cool okay the position as is it's pretty stripped down yeah um and then yeah hunter's ripping it on on drums um not to say he's, he doesn't do that on canvas but this is a little bit atypical hunter right here so yeah a little I, different I was, yeah i was pretty stoked with with how it turned out and um luckily you didn't completely tear it to shreds in that email so <laughs> no i think it's i think it's a, a killer track so uh yeah let's check it out what's it what's it called or does it have a name yet a title Hunter, take it. Yeah, um, disease of what is disease of feeling germed. Yeah, comma cool. germed, comma germed. All right, all right. Here it is. Let's let's check it out.
right, great. Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to hearing more from that project. Uh, Gail, I, I wanted to ask you, um, as a fellow bassist, uh, writing music as a bassist is strange, yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're on an island. Yeah. Um, so are you a guitar guitarist as well? No. I, I, yes, I mean, yes, he is, Jason. <laughs> and yeah. he, he can play guitar very well. Like a motherfucking riot? Yes. Okay. Like a good. like a motherfucking riot. So yeah, I, I I don't I don't know if me playing Master of Puppets covers at, at rehearsals counts or or symbolic. Well, but, I mean that's yeah. you're you're playing symbolic covers. Uh, yeah. I mean. That, well, I mean that's <laughs> that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah. I I mean you know we we all came up in the nineties. Yeah. You weren't, if you weren't learning death, uh, I don't know what you were doing on guitar. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything on guitar. So. <laughs> no, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I yeah, bass is, is pretty unique. And I mean, in metal, it's kind of looked down upon. It, you know, it just kind of sits in the back and it's that low end rumble. I've never really been happy with it. And all my, you know, favorite basses are like just stick way out there. And we talked about yeah. Trevor to death, so I'm not going to bring that up. Yep. But I, I mean, without Trevor Dunn, Bungle would not be Bungle. Hey, um, when, 100%. When you, get, when, you, when you get in one of them Petitucci shirts. <laughs> And, and the high rise pants, yeah, go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Gail, I have never seen you in pleated pants. No, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working yeah. to it. All right. Um, you know, it, I, I've I've been a huge you know Cynic fan. You know, Shama oh yeah, Shama yeah, so, alone. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, just just bar none, way up there. Like I always love the bassist that stuck out there and did just mm-hmm. weird stuff. Yeah, that didn't fit either guitars. Um, Skull, you know, like huge, like yeah. Skull. Oh God, Skull's the man. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe my favorite bassist ever. He's definitely up there for me. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll step back. I'm sorry. I no. keep <laughs> inserting myself into this conversation. I know nothing of this. So yeah, no, Skull. Sorry, yeah, Lars Norberg from uh, from Spiral Architect. Mm-hmm. Um, just, to, I mean, probably a little bit too much up front on that album. Uh, but even like you know, like a Tom Jenkinson Square Pusher. You know that. Yeah, just, yeah, Square Pusher. Uh-huh. Just, just so far out there and I, I just like complicated music i, I like yeah. a lot of layers i like stuff that i i you know nate and i used to go back and forth a lot and especially like our prior guitars in another project where they would just get on to me for note choices and i i would just <laughs> love like throwing in those weird notes and being mm-hmm. like well it went too major for me i, w- I had to go minor and just like yeah. kind of impose my will yeah, on I'm, there and i've definitely been there work. yeah yeah definitely so been there I, 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 I just, I'm not a big fan or, or I wasn't a big fan of just root notes and, and playing the conventional stuff. And it's weird yeah. these days I'm kind of more like I, I fall back on, I love to hear stuff that's just holding it down now, which is Nate and I have like flip flopped where now yeah. I, I send whole notes and he sends me just an avalanche of notes and say, you should play <laughs> this. Right. So, but yeah, I, I kind of have it both ways. Um, I like to kind of ride in, in both uh, I don't know how to put it. Like I, I like, I like it, you know, both ways. It's like, I like to, I like it when bassists like play totally out of the box and they're totally up front. But I also love it when they're just like fucking holding down that low end and just nailing, nailing it with a kick drum and just really just keeping that, that low end. Um, yeah. And I mean, when, when you hear like a, a bassist, you know, is killer. Like, you, you know, like a Tony Levin 
has mm-hmm. got chops for days. And yeah. when he's exercising that restraint and just yeah, holding it back yeah. and hitting the kick, on, you're like, to, this Tony guy Levin, is about Tony Levin on beat. You yeah. know, you you listen to Heartbeat and that pocket that he creates, and you, he can do anything. Yeah. I mean, he's doing that. Right. That's pure magic. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Gail, do you know the project um, Mad Love? No, I don't know that one. Okay, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Love, it's Trevor Dunn. It's maybe 10, 12, maybe more years old. Um, I don't think there's even a physical release. It might be on CD. Uh, look it up on YouTube or Spotify or something. It's absolutely fantastic. And it is Trevor Dunn just... It's a little proggy, but it's mostly just him like in the pocket, holding it down, and it's a fantastic record. Yeah, see, all all that stuff he did with Zorn too on, uh, you know, the um, I, I'm blanking on the projects, but um, like the Masada stuff, and yeah, the Masada stuff where he was yeah. just holding it down. And again, you you know you know he can go, he can kick it up another oh, yeah. notch, but like mm-hmm. everything's just so tasteful. His tone's tasteful. Yep. And at the same time, he can whip out like a trio convulsante and just get oh, real weird with it. I love the, I love the trio convulsant stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Love Trevor, obviously. Um, but so when you write, though, are you writing on guitar or are you writing on bass? Uh, so the gorging stuff, uh, I wrote most, I, I wrote most of that on, on guitar. That's where it mm-hmm. started. And then, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, on that one, I really wanted to, I probably didn't I probably failed in this regard but I wanted to pull the bass back a little bit I really mm-hmm. wanted it to just be like a third guitar almost where it wasn't playing either one and it was just kind of hopping in and out sure the harmony because it's it ought to be the center yeah um, it, you know stereo perspective so that was kind of the goal but yeah that I, I I try to keep both of those in perspective like I you know I look at man I keep making faith no more and bungle references but like <laughs> billy gold just oh, the yeah. way like he thinks like and uh-huh. he, i mean he's kind of the mastermind with all that but yep. he's he's got that perspective on what every instrument's playing and he knows where he ought to fit so i he, try to do that yeah billy billy gold was he's he was kind of he was my north star when i would write for agalock he yeah. was like i was like this is i want my bass lines to be interesting I want them to stand out here and there, but I want everything to make sense within the context of the song. Like, I'm not going to try to fight with Don. I'm not going to try to fight with John. If they're doing something interesting, I'm going to let them do it. But what I'm going to do is just, I'm just going to like fill it in with these little, like little sprinkles of interesting bass work. So like a little run here, like a little counterpoint here. And that's exactly what Billy Gould has done for his entire life. And, and, um, he, I mean, he's a way better bass player than I am, but like he's always just like he's been my north star for the, for Agalock for sure, and I mean, and for just playing in general, he's just yeah. him and Trevor for me are just huge. Yeah, huge. No, same here. I mean, I don't know, and, and maybe I'm just getting old and, and tired, but I just love I, like all the bands that just kind of lock in with a, with a drummer where it doesn't sound like yeah. there's just some dude just racing on bass or racing yeah. on guitar on I definitely own, but... feel like you've gotten more that way like you you and I locking in yeah I, I mean I don't it's... feel like we were like that you know 15 years ago but I feel like more more and more the the 
more you and I play, like the more that we lock in. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like we're sitting in a room together all right. the time, but like, mm-hmm. I, you know, right. I, I listen to like a spastic gig. That's like the extreme of just a guy <laughs> locking in with that bass drum. You know, yeah. that's, that's that's always yeah. like my goal with, with Hunter. Like he plays like these such unique ideas. I'm like, why would I just add another layer? And especially, yeah. you know, when we had keyboards going, like it was just, it was a, it was a nut house. So, you know, I, I still overplayed, I think in their earlier stuff. And I, I've been trying to conscientiously pull back. Um, just, I mean, you got Chris, Nate, and, and Hunter there. I don't, I don't need to be, it doesn't need to be a solo base solo record on top of that. Yeah. That's a, a very, you have the personality of a bass player. Yeah. You know, like, like, like classic. I mean, that's like every bass player I talk to is it's, it's that same thing. Like very, very humble and just like, Hey, like this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to step on toes. I'm just like, yeah. I'm here to support people. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been cool. You know, like Nate is a very atypical guitar player, at least from my perspectives where, mm-hmm. where we got the final mixes and he was like, nah, you know, the typical thing I'm, I'm used to hearing is I crank the guitar up bass too loud. Yeah. You know, you, you shave off, shave off the low end that's muddying with me. And he was, you know, he was actively like pulling back some of his parts. He's like, I'm not yeah. hearing this part of Hunter's playing. I'm not hearing this part of Gail's playing. And I was like, man, that's, I, I just felt like we were really clicking then. So, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah, like it was a, like, I feel like it was a pretty democratic process. Yeah. It's hard to do on an instrumental record too. Cause you know, yeah. you, you don't have a vocal. So you're, what, what are you right. holding down? You know, you're right. The, oh, that's true. Yeah. The guitarist is, yeah. is the lyrics, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's really cool. Um, I think it's about time we wrap this up. Okay. But I have one question left though, uh, for yes. both of you. So, uh, why do you guys hate music? Oh man, deal. I I, I think I think it's because I it's all I try to do. I don't. I'm not. I'm not trying to be good at anything else. And it's just it's it's all consuming. And it's uh, and, and I feel like I've I'm never at a point where I can be comfortable with what I know or or what I'm into. Like I, I you know, you guys know a lot more about the obscurities of, of some of these bands we talk to, and I you know. I'm I'm just here actively taking notes, just listening to you guys and saying I, I've got room to grow, and that it it kind of sucks, but it's it's good to know that I've got more to look forward to. So, yeah, that's that's kind of a sappy answer, I guess. No, it's uh, a perfect answer. Perfect answer. Um, I asked uh, Dan Svania. Is that how you pronounce it? Dan Swano. Dan I, Svania. I, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I asked him the same question once, and that's basically almost exactly what he said as well. Ooh, I'm in good yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm old. That's why you hate music? Yeah, sure. <laughs> why, why I hate everything. You're, you're, you're shaking yeah. your fist? Cause, uh, yeah, cause I'm just an old bastard whose body is decaying day by day. It's you're, too loud, it's too fast, and the yeah. kids like it. Yep. You're younger than I am, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. I can't yeah, remember Don, how old you Don, are. But... Don and I are the same age. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good answer. What's your answer, Jason? 
Oh, oh, turned it back on me. Oh, sure. oh, yeah, oh, I wasn't expecting shit. that. Gail, let's talk about skull. Yeah, yeah, who's who's getting <laughs> spicy up in this bitch? <laughs> let's talk about sculptured. Oh my god. Um, why do Let I hate grab my chips? <laughs> See, that's that's the that's like the comedic callback, right? You you something we talk about in the beginning, you bring Man. it back. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, well, I mean, there's lots of reasons I hate music, and it's 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 why I called this podcast "I Hate Music." People think it's just something stupid, but it really is. I mean, it's exactly what you said, Gail. It's it's for me, it's all consuming, and I love that about it. But it's also can be very tiresome. Um, yeah. I want to do everything. I want to hear everything. I want to be a part of everything. I want to, there's not a moment that I'm conscious that I don't have music in my head, that I'm not thinking about a record, planning my next record, reminiscing about a show. It has, music has, has brought me like, everything in my life that's good literally everything in my life that's good that i can think of i agree with that it's also brought me a lot of heartache and pain but i've also been able to grow from that um it's just it's i feel like sometimes it's just a bit too much you know like why why is this this one form of art and again, Gail, you said it all consuming. Um, I think it's really interesting to look at something that I consider a positive and think about the negative aspects of it as well. Um, I have, I know for a fact that it's consumed me so much that it has maybe not damaged relationships, but definitely, you know, people know where my priorities are, you know, um, I don't think it's affected my ability to be a father, but I have gone on tour for months at a time and left my kids and wife behind. Um, so it can be a double-edged sword. And sometimes I do feel like, what if I didn't have this in my life? Would there be something else to fill it? Or would I just be another guy that just works nine to five and is, and is just, totally fine with not having an all consuming focus in their life. That's not me. That's not for me. I can't imagine doing that's, that. That's not who we are. Jason. No, no it's not. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, but we're obsessives. Yeah. But, but I think it's really valuable to, to, to be introspective about these things and really think about like, what yeah, does this yeah. bring me? You um, have to. Yeah. I mean, and not just focus on the good. Like I've had some yeah. really shitty stuff happen because I'm all consumed with music, but I've also yeah. had some of the most amazing things. All my best friends are because of music. Yeah. All of the greatest experiences in my life are either directly or indirectly my, because of music. My best friends are Gil Perlow, mm -hmm. Nathan Sepp and Chris Rushing. Yeah. It's well, just because of music. Yep. And, and it's interesting they're, how we just catalog events and, you know, moments in life through music. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. like born in the Clover Gore, I, it takes me to a place I associate it with. And, yeah. and that's how I 
categorize events. I, I know I was listening to that album when this happened or yeah. when I, you know, I was hanging out with Hunter. And that, yeah. And, yeah. And that's, I mean, of course that's something to be celebrated and something to be grateful yeah, for. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're right though. Like maybe we do need to look at things in a more reflective way. Yeah. Cause I, I typically just think about these things like in a positive way, like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are other parts of my life that I've neglected because of my That's obsession, exactly it. That's exactly it. it. And and I'm not trying to say that's good or bad. I'm just saying yeah, it's... Yeah, no, it's no, a, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's important to look at those things. Um, and I, I find that fascinating. And as, you know, I'm, I'm 46 now, I have been actively listening to creating and obsessed with extreme metal since 89 you know yeah i didn't go to college because i wanted to pursue music i there's so many thing other things i didn't do because i was focused on this goal and this singular yeah. task that i wanted to accomplish um i never had girlfriends i didn't travel I was sitting in my room, literally dubbing cassettes and tape trading all through the nineties with no friends. I don't regret it one bit, but, but, but I, I missed out on a I lot understand. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's where I missed out on a lot of stuff too, man. Yeah. So that's where it comes back. That's where it comes down to, but you know, but uh, luckily I can look in retrospect and be like, Hey, I've had a lot of, a lot of amazing experiences too. And really the thing that keeps me coming back to it without regret are things like this podcast and like you two it's like having these connections with people that like i've never met either of you in person i've never talked to you gail before today but it's like we instantly have a connection yeah and like i know that you and i gail could hang out and we could hang out for hours it would be amazing and like hunter you've become like a very close friend of mine over the last year this is all only because of extreme metal yeah. and that's it's amazing it's amazing it's just yeah. it's an amazing thing yeah it's it's very humbling um all my closest friends in the world are because of extreme music and that's yeah it's it's i think it's something that people don't really put enough uh weight into and I especially agree. people that are outside of the scene they have they i don't think they have any idea the community that you know extreme yeah. music breeds yeah. So totally. Yep. Yeah. I love and, you. Just a lot of insight. And thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Yes. I love a you guys. Real, Thank real, you so much. Real joy, man. Really, truly. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad we could do this. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, and if, if people want to check out any of the bands, what's the best way? Bandcamp. Yes, Spotify for Canvas. Um, I guess the other two aren't really. Yeah, the yet. other two aren't. <laughs> yeah, aren't actually officials quite yeah. yet. But okay. They will be. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I guess Instagram for both of those. I mean, okay. yeah. Just kind of keeping folks posted where we stand on those. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, again, guys, it was a it was a huge pleasure. Thanks so much for nerding out with me. Thanks uh, for uh, having this, us, man. This is great. This was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. Fly. Yeah. It's been super fun. Uh, Everybody, uh, go to earthandsound.org for my podcast, for my merch, for my 
t-shirt line, my studio work, uh, all the other shit that I do. Um, right now we're running super low on confessor shirts. We've got one left. We've got three old lady driver's shirts left. I've got, I've got one left. You have which, which one? The confessor? Confessor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have make your best offer. <laughs> hundred bucks. Uh, I've got five Russell Gethy t-shirts left. I'm running low on a lot of stuff. Um, also, come- also got one of those. So that's right. You do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Coming up next is I've got a shipment of sculptured shirts and hoodies coming in next week. Um, and some thief shirts and hoodies coming in. And, uh, after that I'm launching an artist series, which focuses on artwork that is made by, um, uh, musicians but that are not related to their bands so Mm, wow uh yeah keep an eye out for that cool so uh yeah anyway everybody thanks so much and uh see you next time i guess an earth in sound production